your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. you know someone in long-term nursing home care or indeed are you trying to find care for a loved one it's a massive decision for a family and expecting the best care for a vulnerable loved one is a priority but how do you rate care in the sector Uh, we'd like to know that please nursing homes ireland say we're at a critical juncture in shaping future long-term care and Ty Daly uh, from that organisation who we chatted to a lot you might remember uh, during the pandemic is on the line again good morning to you Ty Good morning Joe, good to speak with you again So, uh, To some extent this is prompted um, uh, this week by an ESRI report isn't it? That's right yeah, the ESRI launched a, a report yesterday on long term residential care to developments since the, the, the pandemic uh, and we very much welcome this report because it adds to the very important debate we need to have in our country about how we care for an ageing population uh, and we welcome it because it also highlights many of the points that we in Nursing Homes Ireland have been making for a long, long number of years and as you said there, they have said themselves that we're at a critical juncture for nursing homes uh, and that you know the crisis cannot continue without consequences for the state and care of older people so, you know, look... It is very challenging. I was just looking at figures before I came on to speak with you this morning. And in in 2022, uh, there's been a reduction of 42 beds in Limerick and a reduction of 45 beds in Clare and a reduction of 40 beds in Tipperary. So in in that uh, area near your broadcasting region, you know, all over 120 beds have been lost to um, the care of the older person and you and your listeners are well familiar with the challenges in in the acute hospital system so we need a well-functioning nursing home sector but regrettably uh, over 60 nursing homes have closed in the last number of years so that's why uh, we very much welcome the comments of the SRI in terms of it being a a critical juncture but it should be a it should be a call to action yes and it's the economic and social research institute Institute. uh, well-known body that looks at lots of different areas including this one and Shane Scanlon is with us as well. He's from Newcastle West and he's part of an alliance representing smaller run family nursing homes. Good morning to you, Shane. Um, And it does appear that those smaller nursing homes have been particularly badly hit over the last couple of years, including in this region. It does look, um, our alliance welcomes this comprehensive report from the RSI that has laid bare the serious issues affecting nursing homes in Ireland. Uh, with one in five small nursing home operators closing their doors over a short two-year period, and as Ty rightly said, with 60 nursing home closures over the last five years. So really the report has confirmed the seriousness of you know, regional inequalities in funding and supply of nursing home beds in rural communities. So large for-profit operators are now the dominant providers of nursing home care in Ireland since the pandemic, according to this ESRI report. They said there was a consolidation of private nursing home operators driven by recent entrants into the Irish market who are mainly financed by international private equity. Is that of concern to you, Shane? It is, yeah. Look, a small number of private equity funds have entered and dominated the market. 
they've opened large 100 plus, 150 plus bed facilities around Ireland, but this has been disproportionately really in Dublin and the communal belt counties around Dublin. This has resulted in huge regional inequalities, as I've said. So basically, like you have small nursing homes trying to survive, large nursing home groups and private equity firms picking and choosing uh, the right areas for them to financially locate themselves. Unfortunately, the knock-on effect um, that this is much, it's much harder than to match up long-term care services with the local population needs, especially in rural areas. And, you know, a lot of these uh, organisations would be members uh, of Nursing Homes Ireland. Right. So, Tig, what about that as the representative of Nursing Home Ireland? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think you, you're quite correct. There has been a significant consolidation and in investment uh, into the nursing home sector, and that's very welcome. Um, you know, ultimately, because the sector is so highly regulated, uh, I would argue that it's irrespective of who, who owns uh, the, the building or even indeed who provides the care. The important point from your listeners' point of view and those requiring care is that care is local. Uh, in their local area, and that it's of a high standard. And recently, HICWA's report outlined that there was 88% compliance across the sector, public, private and voluntary. So I think getting into a debate around, uh, you know, public versus private, uh, large institutional versus smaller family, it does nobody a service. Uh, Ultimately, what we want to ensure is that we have uh, a high-quality service in every community across Ireland. And I mean, a number of years ago, the government themselves undertook a report with DKM Economic Consultants about how we can grow the sector into the future. So the policy has been for a long number of years um, uh, to uh, welcome uh, and support uh, private investment into nursing homes, whether it's large institutional investment or indeed family run. Uh, And, you know, the numbers haven't changed dramatically. Over 80% of the provision uh, is provided by the private and voluntary sector. And without the private and voluntary sector, as I said, uh, you know, the sector would Um, be in a much, much different place. Yeah, I mean, Shane Scanlon, so there you go. Tiger saying, uh, representing the NHI, that, you know, it's actually welcome, these big investors and this big ownership by, you know, dominant players. I think, Joe... No, 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 I I want to let Shane back in. No, no, hold on a second, Tiger. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, this report has shown the regional inequalities. Like eight operators currently control 27.8% of uh, the private nursing home sector. And the reality is a situation um, that's growing now, occurred like this in the UK, where 52% of private nursing homes were owned by these types of investment firms, rose to 80, 86% in just 24 months from 2012 to 2014. Like, we don't want this to occur in Ireland. It'll be disastrous for an ageing population largely reliant on private nursing home care. Like, I attended a roundtable discussion and Tig was there uh, before October. And the Minister Butler herself said that it's the independent family-run operators that are the lifeline of this nursing home industry, we still have 35.3% of the beds and we need to keep that in place. Okay, well, can I, mean, I ask you, Shane? It'll be, it'll be disastrous for the government to control the cost of care for the state if you're going to have eight, eight to 15 large multinational companies that will control the cost of care due to their negative actions. Right. The French state alone own, currently own, the largest private operator in the country and are profiting off our fair deal scheme. It's not good enough. No. Um, What about Tyg's point, though, that it is a heavily regulated sector, HICWA and others, and that for most people listening this morning, they are probably most interested in the care for their relatives 
or themselves if they require it. And if that remains at a high standard, does it really matter who owns it? Well, yeah, look, regulation is, is very important and the standards set out by ICWA and, you know, both Tiger and myself would have a huge amount of respect for the regulation that's in place. And, you know, as long as operators uh, are, you know, operating at a high level, that's good. But let's look at something uh, that the Department of Health has recently done a survey on, service charges. A lot of these operators will have huge service charges put against their residents. Now, they will say that's due to an inadequate funding model, and they're actually correct. There is an inadequate funding model. But the smaller operators around the country aren't in a place to put huge service charges in place of a flawed funding model. Um, So, you know, the purpose of the fair deal scheme was to make care affordable. And these business decisions are making care very unaffordable for people um, in counties right across Ireland, um, including Dublin as well. Right. We're talking to Shane Scanlon, who's from Newcastle West. He's part of an alliance representing smaller run family nursing homes. And Ty Daly is with us as well, Chief Executive of Nursing Homes Ireland. So sharp disagreement with you there, Ty, from Shane well, on this. Well, look, I mean, uh, my view is that ultimately the sector is highly regulated. Uh, foreign direct investment is a huge part of Ireland's economy. Yeah, but can, can I, 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 know, I know it's a different no, sector. No, there's, 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 let, me, let me ask you this, Ty. Let me ask you this. I know it's a different sector, right? And I accept that. But we have seen examples in other sectors of significant international funds investing. I'm thinking of people's mortgages. I'm thinking of housing, for example. And a lot of people believe that it has had a deleterious impact on the customer in those areas. Well, I mean, I've, I've just referenced a few moments ago the HICWA report that showed 88% uh, compliance. The the National Resident Experience Survey... Sorry, you just 90, said that already. 90, sorry, Shane. 90.3% uh, of residents had a good or a very good experience. So I'm very proud from the North Yom's Ireland point of view, to, to pay tribute to the, the the owners, the management and staff right across the sector, public, private and voluntary. I mean, the biggest operator of nursing home beds in the country is the HSE. They own 5,000 5, beds across the country. So they're the single biggest provider uh, of, of care. And ultimately, you know, as I, as I said before, and you mentioned it yourself, Joe, because it's independently regulated, which sets and inspects standards, what people are concerned about is not the name over the door when they enter a nursing home. What they're interested in is what kind of the care once I get inside the door. And the record speaks for itself in that regard. And we, the point I was trying to make... Tyke, Tyke, that's incorrect. That, you, sorry, you just no. made an incorrect statement there, Tyke. You said no. that the HC are the biggest operator, that they have over 5,000 bids. But the ERSI report yesterday showed that eight operators control 8,805 bids. But they already had different operators, Shane, if you're referring to. I'm talking about the single biggest operator uh, of nursing home beds Again. is the HSE. The point I was making before I was interrupted... Mm-hmm. That isn't that the way the public are going to look at the take. Sorry, Shane, if you let me finish, I, I let you finish earlier. The point I was making is that we need a mixed provision of care. That mixed provision has served our country well over the last number of years. And I think this demonization of for-profit, the small providers are also for profit because you need to be sustainable. Mm-hmm. You need to make a profit yes. to pay your staff. You need to make a profit to reinvest in your in your business. And unfortunately, the 60 that have closed were unsustainable because they were unprofitable. That's the brutal reality. Mm-hmm. And for those 60 homes that have closed, we're talking about mm-hmm. you know over 2,000 yeah. residents well, that have lost, well, you that know, have lost, uh, have lost Shane, their is, is that is that not a valid point that you know in the end they need to be able to keep their heads above water and make a profit? 
they do. They do. But again, a lot of these large operators, you know, uh, the big difference between small operators, they'll, they're they on some of the lowest uh, funding streams um, in the country. So like the, the closures of nursing homes are four common denominators. They're predominantly less than 50 beds. They're predominantly independently owned. They're predominantly in a rural or small urban environment and they're on very low rates. Okay. What you have is large operators that are saying they're struggling as well. But a lot of these large operators are opcos. So they have propcos sitting in low tax jurisdictions charging rent and aren't paying corporation tax in this country. Okay. Yeah. Which, and, which, by the way, and, and if you, I, I just, just let just, me just, finish Shane, my point. Wait a minute, J- yeah. Shane. Give me a second, okay, please, thank you. to ask the question. It's entirely legal. That's the way we structure things in Ireland. The state and mm-hmm. the government can change that if they wish, but they don't. They don't, but I think we need to look at it. And, you know, from our engagements with elected officials, I think they can see the large um, issue that's presenting itself from these um, large yeah. investment I've, I've heard that a lot over the years, including from politicians, mm-hmm. uh, about our structures, yeah. our tax systems, how we do things. You know, these situations come up from time to time. And, oh, we must have changed. We must have changed. They don't change it, though. Well, I can say, like, you know, I had uh, quite a positive engagement with someone from the National Treatment Purchase Fund last week. And, like, what they have said is they're going to move, you know, towards strategically changing how they um, negotiate with nursing homes indeed to cover more cost of care for residents as opposed to the current funding model in place. But, look, you're right, you know, there's a lot of talk of change and we are seeing some change. But I think Ty will agree with me on this is that the actual pace and acceleration that that of change in government policy really needs to step up in 2024 or we're going to face right into a nursing home bed crisis because Tyg has made the point and I've made the point on numerous occasions that nursing home bed supply coming down the line just isn't there. Right. And the thing is, Tyg, I mean, the SRI said average prices for a fair deal funded bed in public nursing homes is 55% higher than in private nursing homes. Yes, and, and that's ultimately the key issue here. What we're looking at is discrimination in funding. And the nursing home providers across the country, whether small, medium or large, group or individual, what they're looking for is a fair deal. They're looking for fair play and fair treatment and to win that discrimination. Uh, and ultimately, until we do that, what we're going to see is further closures uh, of small, medium and indeed large nursing homes. I mean, the groups that Shane referred to there, they operate right across the country in urban and rural Ireland. So what we need to do is we need to have a mixed supply of care public, private and voluntary. We need it of a high quality and we need it to be sustainable so that we can meet the needs of our ageing population and take the pressure off the acute hospitals. Sean care speaks of reorientation of care from acute to community. The trend in nursing home care is going the opposite direction. We're losing beds, 2,000 beds in the last number of years. And as I said to you, in Clare, Limerick and Tipperary, over 120 beds in 2022. So that's going against the trend, given that we have an ageing demographic mm. that we should, we should and, be celebrating and planning. And, and, you, and you know, the thing that really worries me, and I'm sure worries our listeners, is what's going to happen to us? You know, that, 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 is, that is the ultimate uh, point, yeah. isn't it, here? What is going Absolutely. to happen to us? Because d- demographics sounds very theoretical, but it's real. And people are getting older. Our population, you know, 15 years ago was very young compared to the European average. It remains young, but it is rapidly changing. And what happens to us? How do we stop ourselves becoming a burden on the family, on relatives, on friends? Absolutely. And what we need to ensure is that people have choice. 
and ultimately choice means uh, provision right across the country in urban, rural, as I say, uh, and uh, regional areas across the country. We don't have that at the moment. Uh, we're losing a whole swathe of provision, uh, family-run and indeed group-run, and we do need to act quickly. So the ESRI report is most definitely a call to government to act and act quickly. Right. Shane? Yeah, I mean, you know, ultimately... Uh, the year survey report again, as I said, it's laid bare the real problems that are in this industry. And as I've already said to you, we need serious action now. Uh, there needs to be a big acceleration in the rate of change of how we fund and supply nursing home beds right across Ireland. And look, we're delighted with this report. And I think the SRI should be very proud of the work they've completed here. Okay. Very interesting discussion, very interesting debate indeed this morning. Thank you both very much for participating. We look forward to talking to you again and hopefully it helps people who are considering nursing home care for a relative or maybe in the longer term uh, themselves. That's Shane Scanlon, who's from Newcastle West and part of an alliance representing smaller run family nursing homes and Tyg Daly, who's Chief Executive of Nursing Homes Ireland. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe.